As yet nobody welcomes you to the newly expanded Get This with Tony Martin and Ed Cavalli. Oh, and today the horror, the carnage, the bloodshed, the Stella McCartney doorbuster sale. We canvass the victims and our panel operator models the spoils. Ooh, ooh, he looks fetching. Uh, the swimming is about to start, the World Championships, all of your vital up-to-the-second updates. Really? Yeah, on this program? Honestly. <laughs> all right, George Bush's Feel the Love Tour of South America. <laughs> How's that progressing? We'll find out. Wacko Jacko, Wacko Jacko, did you meet him at a party? Did it cost you four grand? We find out how it went. Slagging off your own sponsor. How does that go? <laughs> we had one, we'd tell you. And how much does it cost to bribe a policeman in Iowa? Oh, we'll find out. Courtney Love appalled by drugs. Talking urinals, <laughs> are they the way of the future? And Danny Boyle, director of Train Spotting, sits in for the Great. second hour to talk about his latest film Sunshine and help us blow the lid off film industry excess. It's all coming up on Get This where today we'll meet the frenzied harlots who raided Richard Marsland's wardrobe. And now I've got the trench coat and I've got a couple of the tie tops and after that it was all a bit of a blur. <laughs> you too still haven't found what they're looking for. Good morning everybody. It's Get This Around the Nation on Triple M as usual. Tony Martin sitting here over there. Ed Cavalier. Hello. And up the back pushing buttons Richard, Richard Marsland. Oh, welcome aboard, and uh, our sponsors. We still don't have a sponsor on this program. Uh, now, it's funny for about a week. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's slightly humorous for a few weeks. <laughs> right. But when I'm trawling my MySpace every day, trying to find people with quirks to be our sponsor... <laughs> This is a national program, Tony. Yeah. Things aren't looking good. We uh, do get a lot of people uh, emailing and wanting to be sponsors, so good on you. And keep, keep them coming. Yeah, keep them coming. But, you know, maybe we've got to start slagging off our potential sponsors. Maybe we're oh, trying yeah. to uh, attract them the wrong way. Mm. Listen to this. Radio host John Laws has been hauled in by his management Uh-oh. after telling listeners he hated one of the show's <laughs> sponsors immediately after one of their ads went to air. The veteran morning show host played an advertisement for a Villawood-based carpet, timber and blind retailer and then followed the spot with, I hate those people. <laughs> yeah. It was on Media Watch last night. <laughs> was it? Amazing. I should get the grab. And uh, how did they respond? <laughs> well, he then described the bloke in the ad yeah. for the company as, that fat little man. <laughs> Thanks so, for those fat little men. Maybe we've got to treat them mean, keep them keen, go down. What did they say on Media Watch? Oh, they just said, you know, obviously they just made the same point. Like, yeah. who's, who's paying the bills? You've got to treat them a bit kinder, John. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's rare that you would see, you know, maybe they've got criticise. Maybe they've got to up their game. Yeah. You know, maybe he's right. Maybe they've had it too good for too long. Maybe he's let himself go. Maybe he was a deliciously svelte individual. <laughs> And John's trying to give him a push in the right direction. The people at Villawood are scum, pure and simple. <laughs> scum, utter scum. Take them out the back and hang them. <laughs> Judge Roy Bean would know what to do with the people from Villawood. Maybe we've got to go down that path. That's great. Who are we trying to get as a sponsor for this program? Blockbuster video. Video easy. Mm. Blockbuster, civic video, anything mm. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would do fine. I hate them. <laughs> Those video shops oh, are scum. Yeah. I hate them. I hate them. Overnight scum only. <laughs> okay, now we love the video shops. Surely one Bad of them. little men. Is it because there's a sense that video shops are kind of on the way out? Yeah, well... We could reverse that trend. Yeah. We could get people back down there. Like I say, it's the art gallery in your local shopping strip. <laughs> it is. That's my theory. I got a new release mm. and three questionable uh, weekly titles yeah. for $5 the other day. Oh, 
Yes. Five dollars. What was in the weekly pile? Untouchables. Great. Yeah. I got that. I got Dig. Yeah. The, uh, oh, the yeah. shock documentary about uh, the yeah, Dandy that's Warhols. Great. That's amazing. Great. It was great stuff. And mm. what was the other one I got? Mm. Air, oh yeah, Trans America. Oh. Ooh. Ouch. Wow. Any need? Really? I got fifteen minutes in. Oh, okay. That's but, more than most. And I was like, just like stroking my Adam's apple, <laughs> just <laughs> thinking about the shaving because they shave your Adam's apple when you're pre-ops. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, I borrowed Short Bus the other day. Yeah. Okay, here we and go. To quote a lot of people on your MySpace page. Uh, you loved it? WTF. Because <laughs> you should have seen the look that I got from the guy behind the counter when I borrowed it. It was got kind a, of a knowing arch of the eyebrow. Yeah. That, you a phone know, number? I was in for a fun evening. Yeah. What, uh, what was your favourite scene? Oh, so much. Uh, I mean, the opening 17 minutes sort of yep. pre-opening uh, titles what happened? montage is something special. For Rich. those who haven't seen it, Rich, what happened? <laughs> I'm not going to explain absolutely everything. No. But can I hazard a guess as to say that it's not simulated? It's all it's, it's all. Oh, actual. it's real. It yeah. happened. Right. Well, and you the, watched it. Yeah. It's a bit fruity. There's, uh, a big, there's a big sing-along at the end. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of people talking with their mouth full. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they have a, you know, you the like, ability to sing for how, most of it. How did you like the orgy scenes, Rich? Yeah, they were top stuff. They're yeah. more kind of orgy cutaways. There's a, like quite a normal conversation yeah. going on. Yeah. Bang, cut to some really kind of sweet action. Right. Oh, sorry, what were we saying? I, yeah. I think we were saying how we don't have a sponsor. Oh, and yeah. I think this is possibly the reason why. <laughs> Because up to 25% of the show every day is spent discussing a particular R-rated film in detail. Certainly got some uh, elaborate use out of those uh, balls that you sit on. Yeah. yeah. I notice you're movie. taking up uh, yoga now, Richard. Yeah. I can't imagine why. Hard to do two takes of a lot of those shots. Have we, to be at a time in between them. <laughs> we need some more commercial gear. What about sports? See, that's the Achilles heel of this program. Maybe that's why the sponsors are Sizzle it up. I've got a sports report next. Oh, next? Not even now. Sizzle, dude. Okay. Sizzle. Next up, sport on Get This. <laughs> ah, yes, straight lines. That's Silver Cheer <laughs> here at Get This around the nation <laughs> on Triple M. Uh, we're off here. You know, we go to a song and our panel operator, Richard Marsden, he's one of the nicest, most politely spoken men you could ever meet. He's not sorry. No. Never. What? <laughs> But every now and then he'll just say something and you'll go, you've got to say that on here. And you mm. go, oh, no, I can't. I, I can't know. He does it all the time. And we get... We get into the song and he goes, yeah, I had a look at Short Bus the other mm-hmm. day. And I was thinking, gee, you know, what would Triple M listeners, average <laughs> Triple M listeners think putting this on? They'd probably think, gee, there's an awful lot of analingus. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe you said that, Richard. Well, I've never heard the uh, American National Anthem sung quite that way. Yeah. Human, human trumpet style. <laughs> Are we doing another break on this film? <laughs> That's Sorry. it. Hey, but, just um, to show that we're not the only people uh, getting into the fruity talk in the mm-hmm. media. Sideshow Mike, uh, one of our production uh, whizzes here at Triple M, has found a clip. This was on the news uh, over the weekend mm-hmm. during the sports, in fact. Ah. Now, this is a very old joke, but I'm enjoying the fact that this bloke has decided to try and do it straight-faced and see if we can get it onto the news. Have a listen. Victoria's taken out the prestigious King's Cup rowing title for the 65th time. They've celebrated in typical fashion, dropping their cocks into the water. There you go. Bravo. (laughs) (laughs) I knew someone would get that into a sports report one day. Never heard that before. Is, uh... Is that sports for this show? Did, you no, no, no. Hey, hey, hey. That's the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. As it's time to find the little bit of paper and go to <laughs> Sports Report. <laughs> Theme song by Yaz. I don't understand it, but I like it. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> the FINA World Swimming Championships are about to begin, and the hot news off the presses is that the pool does not leak. Oh, okay. More updates soon.
Oh, oh that's it. Hit the yep. yes again, oh. I guess. That's that's the end of the sports report. <laughs> are people swimming, are they? During a drought, people are swimming. That's just rubbing it in, isn't well, it? Well, I'm going to wait for the bushfires to start, yeah. and I'm having a bonfire contest. <laughs> Good move. <laughs> Down the main street. That's sports, is it? No, no. That's the first. Uh, updates, as they come streaming in, yeah. hot off the presses. Mm. Bang, the Yaz gets a, gets a run, yeah. and I'll give them to you. I've got more updates coming, I'm sure. If you're going to do sports, you're going to have to get a nickname. You know, this is oh. one of the only shows on radio where we allow people the dignity of their actual name. Well, in the uh, in the loony bin, I'm the bedwetter. Uh, <laughs> so perhaps I could be... Uh, the oh, Cavman! Oh, Cavman, hey, Cavman Scoop. All right. uh, yeah. Ed Wicket's coverlet. Oh, Wicket's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yesterday on the show, uh, we went around the States a few times. And yeah, we, we didn't really. In fact, Adelaide, you know, copped a pretty. Uh, got raw, ignored. It got a raw prawn on yesterday. Yeah. So, firstly, we didn't realise it was a public holiday because yeah. of the Adelaide Cup. Mm-hmm. And then there was nothing in our Round the States segment. So, let's have a special Adelaide only Round the States. What have you found? Adelaide local, Mr. Marsland. Oh, of course. Uh, from Hampstead Gardens, as a matter of fact, uh, two people have gotten married Emma Treacher and Carmelo Falanga. Yeah. Um, and you might have heard, you know, a lot of churches and, and gardens these days are banning confetti and ice. Uh, sorry, uh, rice. Ice? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, uh, ice is still encouraged. I, uh, I went to a wedding the other day with no ice. <laughs> Could hardly sit through it. Those bridesmaids were really <laughs> they were, they the were. Okay, a lot of energy. Um, but they're b- banning uh, confetti and, of course, uh, ice. So now, um, uh, <laughs> Ice. My God, what is going on? Um, it's got ice on the brain. <laughs> Groundhog secret. What is going on? Um, so now a lot of people are actually yes, uh, in, indulging in uh, butterflies. Oh. Have you ever been to a wedding where they release butterflies? <laughs> no. Like so, so the the union and to sort of uh, symbolise what um, yeah. their new life together. Like you know the the butterfly emerging from the chrysalis. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. They release lots of butterflies. Into Accompanied the by a Celine Dion song, by any chance? Uh, it's something like that. <laughs> okay. Um, this this couple uh, in South Australia uh, use the special orange and black monarch butterflies mm-hmm. um, that are native to all of, of Australia, and they're ten dollars each. Wow. And, and they've got a wingspan of ten centimeters. Yes, I know, but uh, I will take an interest in that moth. It's a butterfly, <laughs> not a moth. Come on, John, um, get your act together. But interestingly, they they released um, it was the release of the butterflies was the largest of its kind in Australia. Five hundred butterflies. Wow. Released at this wedding five. in Hampstead Gardens. So in that's Adelaide. like five grand right there. Yeah, five thousand dollars. Ten worth grand of, if it's twenty. Sort of. Oh, I don't know. It's not your maths connection today. I mean, in retrospect, the bug zapper in the back of the room was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's an amazing story. Time, uh, Rich, yes. the butterflies. Hmm. Oh, yeah. So I remember what I was going to say. <laughs> you want me to cover for you, maybe? Please you do. Just for a second. Yep. You mentioned drugs. Yeah. Listen to this story. <laughs> Accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> Every little bit helps. Though. Here we go. Don't butterflies? <laughs> don't they die after a week? Yeah. Don't they have a? It's not looking good for the marriage. That's that's also not a good metaphor, is it? <laughs> it's <No>. Horrible. <laughs> A lot of butterflies in our family. Mm. Uh, Courtney Love, listen to this in the New Weekly. Courtney Love claims she found, quote, white powder Uh in the toilets at Paris Hilton's recent birthday celebration. Uh-oh. Oh, well, Courtney Love's taking the moral high ground. That's interesting, isn't it? Oh, no, there's drugs here, said an outraged love hanging from the ceiling by her underpants (laughs) while graphically servicing a football team. (laughs) Uh, Have we got more around the States coming? Yeah. All right, let's see what we can do next. I'll get this. Hungry like the wolf. That'll be Duran Duran here. Get this around the nation on Triple M. Good morning, if you've just joined us. Tony Martin, Ed Cavalier. Mm. Richard Marsland's here, and it's time once again for sports. Oh, yeah.
Yes. Yeah. What you got for us, uh, yeah, g'day, how are you, fellas? Eh? Uh, Not we, touching that one. Nah, yeah, leave it out, would you, fellas? You know, how many premierships did you play in? Steady, mate. Steve, <laughs> keep it clean. This lady's oh, present. Oh, Is that the sports report? I uh, think th- it is. <laughs> Come on, surely you've got something. Yep, the uh, the the back of the swimming because the swimming's not getting enough press. That's what the problem I'm having oh, yeah, with yeah, it is. It's really. only been on the front page for seven weeks running. Yeah. Uh, so listen to this, Susie O'Neill. They've named the pool after her. Oh look. You know, we're more comfortable talking about nerdish film issues on this program. And I'd like to point out more people go to the cinema than go to live sports. Mm. I know. That's been proven. Absolutely right. Uh, Last night I went along to see Sunshine, uh, the new film from uh, Danny Boyle, who's joining us in the next hour. Looking forward to that. And uh, it was one of those popcorn taxi events. Ah. Now, you know, they do a great thing. They arrange these screenings all around the country of films. Mm. And then they have the filmmakers or the actors there, and you can ask them questions yeah. afterwards. Oh, but them. oh my god, who was oh, there? Oh my god! Well, it's Danny Boyle, and it's a science fiction film. I think there was one woman. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right. So let me just hazard a guess: if you had IT problems at home <laughs> and you wanted to call for some support, you wouldn't have. The phone would have rung off. <laughs> the, at the computer wrong place? night for yeah, that. Right. Really. But the kind of people. I mean, I love film buffs and film nerds. These are our people. But the kind you get who go along when there's going to be a Q and A. The sort of people who are just trying so hard to be seen in the audience. That's right. They're trying so hard to look like their favourite film director. Yes. So many guys, fat guys with beards and long coats trying to look like Kevin uh, Smith. Is that still going so on? So many fey young men in tweed suits trying to look like Wes Anderson. Uh, yeah, that's popular. <laughs> Standing up the front trying to be seen while texting their screenplay to somebody. Yeah. Well, I actually heard this conversation next to me. What do you got? How are you going with the screenplay? Oh, mate, third act trouble. Yeah, third act suck. <laughs> I heard that word for word. I'm getting rid of them. So many people rehearsing their question. Oh, Oh, what would the questions have been? I couldn't wait for the question. Okay. I love how they have a question, but somehow within the question, they'll have like... There's "Mm." a six-minute statement at the start. About this thing they're working on. When I first um, got into film myself and realised that I was a genius, I I wrote this screenplay. I'm not going to bore you with the details now, but it's about the postal apocalyptic world. My question is, do you like my jacket? (laughs) (laughs) So many people in incredibly expensive designer gear, yeah. all attacking our consumer society. Yes, you yeah. know, a beautifully ironed Che Guevara shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when you see that. Stick it to the man. Ah, uh, uh, yes. But, I went to the Spike Jones one, and that was... Oh, my God. Yeah. The showboating that would have gone on in the questions for Spike Jones. Some guy put his hand up and said, did you know that, uh, being John Malkovich, at the seven and a half minute mark of the film, uh, the seven and a half floor is introduced? Yeah. And Spike Jones, I think, was being very pleasant and said, no, I had no idea. I thought maybe he might have been taking the mickey slightly. Yeah, that... Because that's all over the internet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, all we have to do is go oh, to the really? trivia page on IMDb, or perhaps even Wikipedia. Yeah, they yeah, need yeah. snipers up in the balconies <laughs> for when a question like that begins. Anyway, if you want to hear more questions like that, next hour again yeah. this. It's three nerds grill Danny Boyle. Got a new jacket I'm hoping to get an opinion on. <laughs> I've got to get my really expensive no logo shirt yeah. happening yeah. just in time. That'll learn them. Uh, okay, back to business. What is going on uh, with the war in Iraq? Oh. Uh, have we won yet? What happened to that surge? Remember there was going to be a surge? Oh, yeah, how'd that go? Well, the headline today is US readies for failure in Iraq. Oh. US military planners have begun plotting a fallback strategy 
uh, you know, they're, they're pretty much... It's, it's going to be the most gung-ho failure in military <laughs> history, I'm guessing. Good. But what it's like, it's like, you know, when you go to someone's house mm. and you accidentally smash a sculpture and they haven't noticed and you've got to sneak out but you've got to sort of put it back together before you leave. Yeah. If I just prop this bit up against that <laughs> bit, I reckon I can get to the door before it all falls over. <laughs> That's pretty much what's going on in Iraq. And the little bits that you can't find a place for, just put them under the couch. Just stack no it all up. And, and as long as it's still there by the time we get to the border, and once we've gone, it's up to them. No, no, we didn't do it. <laughs> like it's sorted I out themselves. Meanwhile, George Bush is on his uh, Feel the Love Tour of South America. <laughs> Aren't they loving him? <laughs> Isn't that going great? Mayan leaders, uh, this is in Guatemala, are to perform a special cleansing ceremony at their ancient ruins to clear bad energy after a visit by President Bush. (laughs) We will be burning incense, placing flowers and water in the area where Mr Bush has walked to clean out the bad energy. (laughs) You know you've done a a great tour when they're doing that. Um, When they're basically wafting the door (laughs) of the Mayan ruins going, oh, I'd give that ten minutes. George Bush has been through. Oh, Pino clean. Something. That's going well, that tour. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, get your nerdish questions ready for Danny Boyle, guys. Yeah. And uh, before that, fashion. Mm. What was going on at that uh, Stella McCartney business yesterday? Oh, we'll find out next. Get this. The results are disturbing, and your kids are suffering from their mistakes. Brought to you by Paul Murray, who once unleashed a torrent of road rage on former GMA astrologer Karen Morgold, and later had a go at Gabrielle Gatte. Good on you, Paul, putting the C-list in their place. Yeah, this is the name of the program. It's on Triple M pretty much everywhere. Uh, mm. During that ad break in some states, there would have been an ad for uh, Blade, the series. More episodes of Blade coming. Yeah. Um, it's a whole new series, I guess, based on the popular movie, which was based on the comic book. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Wesley Snipes. Yeah, yeah that's it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> what were you going to say, Richard? <laughs> well, I've actually seen uh, Come a, on out with it. a preview tape of the uh, Blade series. Yeah. I've seen the first three episodes, and I've got to say, the third Blade cuts even closer. <laughs> okay. You get All it. right. You got it. You got that gag slightly wrong, didn't you? Did you say the third episode or third blade? I said the third blade. Yeah, like, let's not the linger. Three episodes. It mm. sounded fine no, over here. Fine. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Where were you at Popcorn Taxi last night? <laughs> I know. I should have been there. Absolutely. Oh my god, the questions. questions! I didn't stick around for the questions. You saw Spike Jones though. Yeah, yeah. and I've got to say, the moderator uh, at one stage, like the moderators, I'm not sure who they pick. No. They just throw a brick at some sort of art gallery opening, and <laughs> you'll do. Um, falls over. <laughs> um, but this guy spent about 10 minutes pontificating, like getting all his opinions out about all these commercials that Spike Jones had made. Uh. And at some point, I mean, you know, like Spike Jones fans, I'm guessing a pretty paisley sort of bunch. <laughs> Someone yells out from the background, ask a friggin' question. <laughs> <laughs> and then when, and that embarrassment that you get. The displaced embarrassment. Oh, isn't that awful? You just want to, you know, when one of them starts, you want to stand up and say, excuse me, Mr. International Film, man or lady, I we are not... All like this, you know. <laughs> Some of us are quite happy just to come along and, you know, and, and watch and go home. Are you trying to get into one tonight? For uh, is yeah. Simon Pegg yeah, and Nick Frost, yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. I'm what presuming Edgar Wright, the team uh, behind Shaun of the Dead, and now Hot Fuzz. Go and see Hot Fuzz. Go and see it. We've seen it. Go see it again. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, just so we don't double up. 
you know, mm. but I'm having a bit of trouble getting in. <laughs> what did they say? Well, apparently they, we were calling to see if I was important enough to get in. The answer's no. <laughs> you might have a bit more trouble. Luckily, I've got my Angus Samson mask ready to roll. <laughs> and what's it? We're you've busting got to, it out. You've got to embarrass us with a question. Come on. You've got to come up with some long-winded question that contains more information about your own screenplay than I the am, subject uh, of the question's work. Yeah, you know, look, I don't want to go on and on about it, but I'm in a KFC ad. And uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of the stuff that you guys are doing, yeah. I did in the late 90s, mm. a lot of like relationship police work. Uh, Can I ask, did you ever uh, see my ad? Yeah, my question is this. Like, I've got a DVD and a thing in the car if you want to come watch it. Uh, my question is to you, Simon. Um, Actually, I can't Do I look cute now. in these culottes? <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, let's uh, get the bitterness out of our systems and uh, cheer things up with a bit of fine music. And Mr. Marsland, you're going to sing for us today? Oh, sure. Okay. It just begins with vocals. Is that all right? Go for it. They said love. Well, I'd love to, but there simply isn't time, Thirsty Merc. It's Get This hmm. Around the Nation on Triple M, where I think it's time for a bit of consumer watch. Oh. Mind the door. Oh. Are you being salsa? I'm paying money. <laughs> In memory of the late John Inman, still celebrating Rexy. the life and times. But uh, yesterday, oh, that Stella McCartney business. Yes. That's prompted us to put... What are we doing? We're having a bit of bargain hunt, are we? Mm. You are dealing with ah, Dickinson. Mr. All right. Dickinson. Any of you guys get down for a bit of that uh, McCartney gear? Well, I'm wearing the Julian Lennon range at the moment, <laughs> and I've got to say that really comfortable and functional, Ed. Looks fantastic, don't you think? Hessian, man. <laughs> Thank you. Hessian ponchos <laughs> and side parts all round. Uh, uh, loving it. The footage. Did you see the footage of the women just charging? Not enough scuffling. You know who I saw? Chappelle Corby was in really? the Really? You could actually oh. I don't know what she was doing there. <laughs> uh, my wife went down and got into a scrum, and there was just a massive queue of women around the block. So, but my wife has spotted a whole bunch of larger women forming a kind oh. of a phalanx, a kind of a, you know, in, when the Roman army would yeah, get all yeah. their shields together. Yeah, like in the turtle. L- yeah, like a scrum. Yeah, yeah, the and one that obliques would just run straight through. She's yeah. got into their wake, and she's got past the queue and somehow got in, what? and then it was just chaos. It was just uh, basically really? the movie Platoon once we were inside. <laughs> And, uh, you know, no possibility of trying anything on. No, 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 no. grab whatever you can, whatever size, and get out. And so she's gone home, tried something on, and hasn't fit. So she's gone back. Everything's gone Mm. by now, a target. But the vultures are circling, waiting for the returns. Oh, return vultures. And she was swooped on by return vultures (laughs) who just tore the piece of pants, just (laughs) tore the whole thing apart. It was five women fighting over one pair of pants. Wow. Full on. Disturbing. Really full yeah. on. Well, here we go. A lady, uh, Connie Chung, 35 from Tibble. Connie Chung. Connie Chung. Newsreader. This is, yeah, that's what well, I, I, I thought you'd all jump at that. Married to Maury Mor- Povich. <laughs> but, it's like our sponsor, really, a Paul Murray. It wasn't the Paul Murray from later on on Triple M. Different Paul Murray. This is bizarre. What a confusion world. going on. Call Connie Chung. Okay, look at this. I heard Stella McCartney was doing a range for Target. I'm excited to, to buy something with her name on it. Mm. And it says later on in this article by that, uh, that the people are willing to buy anything with Stella McCartney's name on it. Right, right. Good time to release some of our gear, I reckon. <laughs> oh. Stella McCartney slash get this capes. Yes. Oh yeah. Hessian sacks. Yes. Barrels. A bit of Birdman gear. Stella McCartney Birdman costume. Really? Stella McCartney paper mache Angus Sampson suits. <laughs> <laughs> Complete with ugly Dave Gray mustache. <laughs> Hey, because we're trying to get a special uh, T-shirt made for Capril. I know, yeah. That has a cape on it. 
man. Oh, so yeah. you're saying if we could put the Stella McCartney name on, bang? Do you, can you just do it? I mean, do you have to have permission? Like, what if you spelled it differently? <laughs> <laughs> can we get away with that? That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Stella McMarsland. Stella McMarsland. Stella yeah. McMarsland. That's happening. A big name in fashion. April's <laughs> looking good. Would you? But I think in a second, I've just worked that out. That's wrong. Mm. We're going to have a T-shirt with a cape printed on it. Yeah. That's like my Harlem Glo- Globetrotters T-shirt with a singlet printed on it. Mm. Incorrect. Mm. It should be a T-shirt with a cape hanging off the back of it. Well, that's kind of the look I think at yeah. the moment. But at the at the front. Yeah. Um, there's a little knot tied where the cape goes, and it looks a little bit wogglish, yeah. like a, like a, oh, really? like, like a scout thing, like a fatty fin kind of look. Yeah. The uh, the cape on the shirt requires a bit more extra money. <laughs> uh, have you had a look at our ratings? I can't read them. When we get a sponsor, yeah, 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 and as long as we don't do a John Laws on them, yeah, say I hate them. I've seen our, our ratings, single figures and asterisks. That's good, isn't it? In some parts of the country, doing quite well. Really? I don't want everyone to think it's you know. It swings and roundabouts. Look, just look out for them, all right? I'm just saying I don't think we're powerful enough to have a separate cape on the T-shirt. <laughs> might have to be a drawn-on cape. It's sad. How do you know you've made it? <laughs> you can have as many capes when you can have real capes on things. Stella McCartney could have got a real cape for Target if she'd had the foresight. We're talking... Trench coats, they're old news. Bargains. We're supposed to be playing bargain hunt today. Did she do a foam dome? <laughs> she will soon. Really? we got any more David Dickinson? I'm going to say to you, this is sheer heaven for oh, me. Yes. Mm. Uh, and I'm drooling already mm. with this pair, this huge pair of globes. Ooh, and uh, yes. they're 25-inch <laughs> globes. We're mm, looking mm. at over £200,000 mm. for this magnificent pair of globes. And I- I'm going to say these are probably the finest pair of globes that are on sale in the country today. Oh, my globes! <laughs> Globes. <laughs> Maybe you found some globes. It can be anything. Check it out. The trash, the uh, scavenger hunt is on. Hard rubbish day is on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's from... a bargain hunt. Yeah. Is it what? Now, this is an excellent article written by Ian Rue. Uh, this in is what, in Melbourne, I think. In one of the Melbourne papers. Because essentially what's happened is that they've put a whole bunch of stuff on the ground to see what mm. will, on the road to see what will go first. Yeah, yeah. Questionable electrical appliances went first, <laughs> which is always good to know. A stroller was the last one there. But the thing that kind of grabbed my attention is that he's got almost a 24-hour timeline here. Right, right. That means right. that his job for yesterday was to just sit in a car and watch a pile of rubbish to and see who was going to take what. His job was inventing news. <laughs> yeah. When you think about it. And Jess, who, who wrote in before saying that there was a postie going through her hard rubbish. <laughs> That's right. He said that he's... I the, think that was uh, kind of an analogy for something. I'm not sure if she was meaning that literally. Oh, no, no. She meant it literally because oh, he, okay. he, he's back and he's taken, he's taken a CD rack. He's oh, come back really? out of the posty gear and taken the CD rack. Oh, he's come back in civvies. Yeah, 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 yeah. For a second dip. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. And I could just remember Hard Rubbish Day for me was uh, tough when I was growing up because yeah. my mum could smell Hard Rubbish. My mother could hear <laughs> someone moving a broken couch out of their living room six suburbs away, and we'd be off. My mother and I would be off in somebody's ute that she'd borrowed. And honestly, the amount of... Uh, she'd pick me up from the video store where I worked. Mind you, I worked both days on the weekend. I had so many friends uh, and then we, we drive out to literally the middle of nowhere and I would have to spend whole afternoons talking to my mother about is it more broken if one of the legs of a table is gone or if the reclining bit on a chair doesn't work which would be better for us to pick up take home and for me to spend the next six months having to try and fix okay it's not heavily family values today 
It's what have you found bargain-wise, bargain hunt. Are we running over time? They need to get a move on oh. because I can feel the pressure mm. rising in my head. Yeah. It's saying to me, something has got to be done. Tell us about the incredible bargain you found. It doesn't have to have the word Stella McCartney on it. Call us now, one triple three five three. Oh, that's Lenny Kravitz, American Woman. Here we get this on Triple M, where I think we're playing Bargain Hunt. Mind the door. Yes. Are you being so I'm paying money. Thank you, everybody. And what are we going to have, Richard? We're going to oh. have an eye-popping, cracking lot of kit on that stand. Who's got some kit? Hi, Brett. How are you? G'day, guys. How are you? Excellent, sir. Your bargain? My bargain was a BMX Bandits DVD oh. plus BMX Bandits T-shirt for just $6. Bang! Where'd you get that? Insanity in the city. Is that right? I had no idea BMX uh, Bandits had been uh, remastered for DVD. How's it looking? Uh, it's looking pretty good, you know, with the bikes and everything. That sh- sh- the sound they make. It's <laughs> Have they now. remastered the shirt? Sh- sh- that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, Brett, uh, the T-shirt, does it fit? Um, No, it's... Too small, but that's, mm. yeah. But that's a good look. BMX Bandit midriff. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, not, wow. Not convinced. Uh, Maybe we should ask Danny Boyle if he's seen BMX <laughs> Bandits. He'd like that. Give it a go. Who's going next? Jordan, how are you? Oh, good, mate. How are you? Excellent. What did you, uh, what's your bargain? I found a number one Phantom comic for a dollar. Wow. No. The, what, the first issue ever? Very first one. How is that possible? Oh. Where did you find it? In a museum? <laughs> Oh, in some crappy second-hand bookshop oh, in Canberra. And how much would that be worth, Jordan? I wouldn't have a clue. Excellent work. <laughs> Good invest. Bite off me. Uh, all right, I'll give you a buck. A million dollars. All right, a million dollars. <laughs> have you uh, transferred it to a plastic envelope and put it in a temperature-controlled safe yet? Sure have. Yeah. Good yeah. on you. <laughs> of course you have. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks. Hi, hi, Tim. How are you? Oh, good. How are you? Really good. What was your bargain, dude? Oh, my bargain. You were just talking about the hard rubbish piles your mum used to make you go through. Yes. My dad used to take us to Blackthorn Tip. Oh, yes. And we ended up with Christmas decorations for our Christmas tree. (laughs) And get this cutlery that my dad told us not to tell my mum that he'd picked up from the tip. (laughs) And my my parents are divorced now, but my mum still has that cutlery, and she doesn't know. (laughs) Oh, that'll teach you. Who's having the last laugh there? Every night she's eating off cutlery from the tip. We, uh... It's very wrong. Now, the other, I had a question for you guys. Yeah? I am, I'm turning 30 and I'm super keen to have a capel party. Oh, uh, right. I would say uh, go right ahead. No, uh, I want you guys to get behind it. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> we'll like... get behind anything on this program, so don't, we'll run up a promo for this. Yeah. Look, I, I want you guys to get behind this. It's, it's going to be a big do. All right. All right. Well, we'll keep you on here uh, after this, and uh, we'll get all your details, yep. and I think you'll find that we will get behind pretty much anything on this show. Absolutely. Christmas decorations from the tip. Where does one hang a used condom on their Christmas tree? <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out as we meet our next caller. Hi, Julie. How are you? Julie. Hi, guys. How are you? Excellent. Uh, well, tell me what your bargain was. Oh, last week I'm scratching through eBay, the good old shopping site, and I came across a couple of organs that were once owned by Bruce Jacobs, the dingo man. Right. They've been chewed on and they've been left to the elements. I paid five bucks each for them, but I got offered a hundred bucks each last night. Bam. Wow, so you're already uh, about 5,000% up. 
something like that. Buy low, sell high. That's your motto. That's uh, that's excellent. And have you had a crack at them? Do they sound good? Yeah, one of them's even working. I'm thinking for five bucks, you can't go wrong, eh? That's fantastic. <laughs> you can buy a lot of organs on the internet for five bucks if you look around. <laughs> fantastic. Hi, Jamie. How are you? How you going? Really good. Uh, what was your bargain? Mate, I was, uh, I was, I, I was driving along on the, the hard rubbish, you know, the pickups. Oh yes. And uh, I'm on the road a fair bit, and um, I saw a cricket bat, and I thought I'll grab that and I'll mm. just use it for the backyard, you know. Fair enough. And um, I, I get a collector's magazine sent to me every, oh, every six months or every three months or something. Yep. I was reading it in there, and they had that. It was a Don Bradman endorsed bat. Oh, and so you found a signature Don Bradman bat just on the side of the road. Yeah, it, was a, uh, it wasn't actually signed. It was an endorsed one that he actually oh, endorsed. Oh, right, right. Yeah. How much to work? Um, there, there was the same cricket bat in his collector's magazine. It was worth over a 1000 bucks. So, oh, right. So, uh, as you can imagine, it wasn't used for the backyard cricket anymore. No, no. High for Luton games. I think the actual signature ones, I mean, he was knocking them out, you know, 30 or 40 of them a minute oh, really? towards the end there. <laughs> I just, he had a lot just in the back of the car, and if he just got to the toll of the bridge, he'd just <laughs> grab a bat side and pass it over. Thanks very much. Hey, uh, well done, Jamie. Hello, Jimmy. How are you? How you doing? Really good. What would you find? I found for $50 a set of a set of five wheels for um, my car. Now, they're usually worth for a set of four, so yeah. one less wheel, for about $200 to $300. And uh, where were these wheels stolen from initially? <laughs> um, I'm probably guessing off a cop car, but I bought them at a retail shop. Well, actually, um, a tyre joint in uh, Cheltenham. Great. Okay. I'm sure there aren't. I'm sure there's so many tyre joints in Cheltenham that the police will never be able to track down their tyres. Uh, well done, Jimmy. Hi, uh, hi, Joel. How are you? Good. How are you? Really good, man. What are you, what's your bargain? Um, we went away on Friday for the long weekend, and we stopped at that Ned Kelly's Bakery in yes. Corumbara. Oh. Yeah. And we went in for breakfast. Well, they had buy 200, two 600 mil Cokes, get yeah. a free Coke bottle. Okay. So we got that. We bought four loaves of bread for the barbecue. They yeah. gave us four free rolls. Wow. And the lady looks at me and goes, well, you spent over 10 bucks and gave me a free Ned Kelly bag too. Oh! oh. And, and was she herself wearing an upturned rubbish bin on her head with a, a slot No, she wasn't, it? but they, they got the photos of them all over the bakery, so it doesn't look too good next to the bread. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well done. You know, well, well done, you. This uh, no worries. A great selection of bargains yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. As you can see, hundreds more callers. Yeah. But I'm afraid we're going to have to sign off. Okay. We're already into the second Thank hour. Thank you to everyone. Uh, good to hear. Very good to hear that Hard Rubbish Day is in full swing. Hello to Mum and to whatever you're rummaging through right now. <laughs> and joining us in the remainder of this hour, Danny Boyle. Get this. It just makes me tear my hair out. Brought to you by Andy, who's warning Tony and Ed to watch out for Richard's white-handing and claims he's trying to take over the... Richard, what are you doing in here? No! Because I wanna It's the second hour of Get This. Be ignored by the stiff <laughs> and the board because I'm gonna And look, an actual filmmaker in the studio for once. Danny Boyle is here. Yes. Hello. Yes. Hello for everyone. Thank you very much. 
Danny, I notice you've got a big folder with you. I'm guessing that's full of screenplays <laughs> that you were given at last night's screening. There are a few in there, yeah. it has to be said. A couple of small films and a couple of synopses, yeah. yeah. All right, well, welcome to uh, Nerd Country, by the way. I mean, I, I'm sure you came through the foyer and saw a lot of pictures of footballers. Yeah. None of that on this show. Yes, <laughs> what kind of questions are we going to be tackling in this hour? Uh, hopefully some obscure, lifeless, ordinary references. Uh, <laughs> talk of props in sunshine and that kind of deal. Yeah, it would be obscure if there were lifeless, ordinary questions. <laughs> yes. Sound effects. We love to talk about oh, sound yeah, effects. Yeah, yeah. Did you make a film called uh, Vacuuming Completely in the Nude? Was that you? Vacuuming Completely Nude in Paradise. I knew I got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I got it wrong. All I know is it's Timothy Spall. Was yeah. he the one vacuuming in the nude? He was, actually, at one hey! point. Although he insisted actors do this, they all they agree to do it in the nude, and then you actually get to the day, and they want to keep their underpants on. Yeah. Oh, so sadly, he had his, well, no, maybe wisely, he had his <laughs> underpants on. <laughs> We've dragged him down to our level, and it's just the intro bit. Yeah. More coming. On get this. That'd be split ends. Thank you, gentlemen. You can leave now. We'll see you in six months. Uh, it's get this around the nation on Triple M. Please, some fake applause. Have you got some, Richard? For yeah. Danny Boyle. Yes. He directed Shallow Grave and Train Spotting in 28 Days Later, and now a new film called Sunshine, which comes mm. out in about a month's time. Welcome aboard, Danny. Thank you very much, guys. Lovely. Very nice to be here. We are huge sound effects buffs on this show, <laughs> and you made a f- Was it your first uh, film in cinemas, Shallow Grave? Yeah, that's right. The most appalling sound <laughs> in the history of cinema is there's a sound of someone soaring up a body in a forest. Oh, that's right. And I can still remember that sound effect like 10 years later. Mm. That's right. It's weird cinema because 70% of it is sound. Yes. And they're getting all status on a film set and everybody goes on about the cinematographer and the visual appeal of the film and everything like that. And you run most films without sound and they're just (laughs) unwatchable, you know? (laughs) Have you you ever taken part in the Foley? I got to spend a week and it's almost the most fun I've ever had was a week in the Foley group on a movie explain what foley is for they this. basically do all the sound effects like footstep everything from footsteps to sawing up bones to kind of licking lips like just, that just rustling, rustling of clothes the yes. and they've got it's a science really they've got all these amazing bits of equipment that allow them to do stuff like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it's one of the most extraordinary bits of filmmaking where suddenly everything is filled in all the kind of holes and gaps in a film are filled in by all this bits of rustle and and tissue the, paper, uh, anything. And like in people talking in the background of a restaurant and clinking oh, plates yes. and stuff, that's all them as well, isn't yeah. it? And they watch the screen as they're doing it and they're oh, kind of like timing great. it to go with the screen wow. and everything like that. That is the most fun restaurant in the background and that's called, I think, Loop Group where you just, get, you just get about 20 people who work at the sound studio <laughs> and you say, guys, you've got to come in here and pretend to be talking in the background. And what you can do is there's a chance to put all kinds of libelous in-jokes. Have you ever done that? In the deep, deep background. Yeah, just like someone in a restaurant you just swag off the producers of the <laughs> and only people with DTS Hannibal sound will be able to detect the libel later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we talking about? Why are we talking about sound effects? Sound effects. How do we get here? You're in space for your new film, uh, Sunshine. Mm. Where there is no sound. No. So how do you go with, you know, it's one of these movies where there's going to be spaceships, there's going to be certain conventions that you've seen in a lot of other films. Did you have a meeting where you went, we've got to avoid this, we've got to avoid that? It's amazing the way the, the ghosts haunt you of all the people who've made space movies before. There's certain rules you have to follow. Yes. And you cannot, much as you want to, you, you can't depart from those rules. Mm. Otherwise, the film just collapses in front of an audience. It doesn't work. Now, what would be some of those? Well, a big one is star feels. Yes. You know, like when you see star movies, there's always a kind of sprinkly, you know, all yes. these stars out there yep. twinkling away. Mm. In space, you can't see any stars. Because mm. if you see the sun, it's like you don't see 
there's no other light. There's just black space no. and, a, and a huge star, the sun. Okay. But if you do that, your spaceship appears to be motionless. It doesn't appear to be moving. Uh, yeah. And everybody goes, why have they stopped? Yeah. What's gone wrong? Yeah. And nothing's gone wrong. It's just not, it's, it's just, there's nothing for it to be seen again. So every movie has to have a star field because otherwise the ship doesn't look like it's uh, moving. Yeah, that's why we didn't get much movement in the ones that we shot on Super 8 when I was a kid <laughs> with uh, Star Trek TIE Fight at Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, Whoa. Man, Don't letters. call in. Don't call in. <laughs> just dangling against blackness. Uh. It was appalling. We tried our own motion control system with the Super 8. <laughs> <laughs> Disaster! <laughs> but uh, and now, of course, you mentioned the sun. The sun's going out. This is how many years in the future? Well, it's meant to be about 50 years in the future, yeah. You're right. It's running out of puff. We've got to send a huge bomb into space, <laughs> fire it into the centre of the, of the sun to get it kick-started again. Mm. Is this based on real science or something you've cooked up? There is a plausible explanation, which is to do with something called cue balls, right. which I can't really explain, to be honest. Richard it's so can. complicated. Uh, Richard, <laughs> how does that work again? I think, uh, it's, uh, I think it's in the third act of Short Bus, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> Hang on, we're not talking about Short Bus. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, that's not that type of program, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> no star fields in Short Bus, but certainly conventions to be observed. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this is possible? The sun might go out? We're going to have to send a bomb up there? It is, actually. It is. Yeah. It's very unlikely because it has got, hopefully, five billion years still to burn. It's about halfway through its life cycle. But it could happen. And they, they, anyways, yeah, so they send up this huge nuclear bomb. Mm. And the bomb's the size of Manhattan Island. It is massive. Yes. Originally, it was the size of Kansas. <laughs> that was cool. how we sold the film when we pitched it. Oh, really? really? The bomb's the size of Kansas, but we couldn't afford that. So we had to settle for <laughs> Manhattan Island. <laughs> bomb size. And Down you've got size a, a fantastic uh, international cast in there, including uh, a New Zealander, I think you've got in your cast. We've got Cliff Curtis. Yeah, oh, he's good great. value. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I'd seen him once were Warriors. And uh, Whale Rider. I think everyone in New Zealand was in once were Warriors. <laughs> it was, uh, it's pretty much take a number, do your scene. Punch someone in the face. I don't want to you got to go and be in this film. <laughs> and you've got uh, our own Rose Byrne, of course. And the beautiful, wonderful Rose Byrne, who I've just been with actually doing an interview. And she's you? gone off to rehearsing. She's rehearsing a film with Hugo Weaving at the moment. Yeah. Right. And, and she's fantastic in the film. She's the one who, it's all about how they, what psychologically happens to them as they approach the source of all life in the universe. Mm. And uh, she's the one who hangs on to her morality longer than anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the Australian character. <laughs> and of course, going mad in space on any long flight, someone's going to go mad. Yeah, you've got. Oh to yeah, deal with yeah. Madness. you've got to deal with insanity. Yeah, they all get to. Uh, they all get a moment of crisis, and they all die wonderful deaths. Mm, that's, that's the thing. I'm don't give it yeah, away, Daddy. Stuff. The really good thing is that when you get an ensemble cast like this, you can kill them in any order <laughs> that you want. You know? And they do all die, but it is a happy ending, despite yeah. that. Tom. We've got so many. I mean, Sunshine comes out in a month's time. It's a mm. top view, but uh, so much else to get to. Mm -hmm. Let's do that next on Get This. That's Eskimo Joe just improvising at the end there. New York, around the country, on Triple M. Danny Boyle is here, the director of a new film called Sunshine. Opens in a month. And, uh, Danny, I've got a quote, and it's always dangerous reading people quotes of themselves from the internet. But yeah. when you did, uh, I remember you came out here for the film A Life Less Ordinary and Train Spotting had just come out and you were probably the, the hottest film director in the world. And this quote here from you, once you've had anything like a hit in the movie business, it's easy to get lost. All these people scuttling around trying to get you to make things, suggesting things, offering deals. The pressure of what to do next is horrible. Did you get offered some dodgy ideas in the, in the wake of Train Spotting? Sequel to Hudson Hawk. <laughs> 
you do get made a lot of offers and you get offered a lot of actors you know a lot of actors suddenly want to know you want to uh, climb into the bed with you or oh, not I remember, literally i remember obviously. that when, when you came out here the word was there were two local actresses who were having a competition to see who could actually sleep with you. I wow. don't know whether you would have ever have heard that story. I couldn't possibly comment on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Unless you've got an Australian actress in your new film, but I'm sure that's a coincidence. I'm sure it is, yeah. No, I, the thing I remember about coming out here is I flew out, and I flew direct here, and I was, like, really weary with the jet lag and everything. And we did this Q&A, and it was in Melbourne. I can't remember which cinema it was at. And they said, the, the, the Q&A guy said, uh, so, um, the film hasn't really worked, has it, in the UK? Oh. Like, it was quite blunt. <laughs> Welcome <right>. aboard. <laughs> and I started my answer, and I said, well, I think the reason that the film hasn't worked is, and I paused there foolishly at that moment, because yeah. I was feeling it bleary, and a voice shouted out from the back of the auditorium, because it's not very good, mate, is it? Oh. <laughs> There's people who go along with Thanks lines like coming. that on a card, <laughs> yeah. just waiting for an opportunity <laughs> to get them in. <laughs> but uh, but train spotting, I mean, it is, you know, it would be... Would it be the British film of the 90s? Would people look at it that way? It's, is it hard to live under the sort of icon of something like that? that? People say that, and it's really lovely the way people come up to you still and talk about it and stuff. And you meet all these really young people who've seen it, and you mm. think they've sort of caught up with it in a video store or mm. somewhere like that. Mm. And you kind of, you have to be gracious about it, really, because it is really nice to be popular, as we all know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For whatever the reason, and however old the film is, it's still nice to be popular. <laughs> and uh, I'm assuming, well, there is a sequel in book form. Isn't Porno, the book, a yeah. sequel yeah. to Trainspotting? So. Irving, Irving Welsh, who wrote it, he's written this sequel, and he's given us the rights to make it sort of in perpetuity rather than flog it yeah. off. He could have flogged it off for millions to mm. people, but yeah. he's given us the rights to do it. And it, But it's based on the premise that the guys who kind of spent their, you know, the total hedonists who were felt mm. invincible in their 20s, they're now in their 40s and their hair's falling out and they're getting right. fat. Right. They can't get it up anymore. And, <laughs> yeah. and it's what happens to them. And those actors, unfortunately, they all still look about the same age. <laughs> as we know, actors, are, even though they tell you that they're hard-drinking, hard-loving people, yeah. they're actually in a spa at the weekend covered in moisturiser. <laughs> they're early in bed. And, so they just look the same. Well, it would be great to get that cast back. That you have to wait, what, another 10, 15 years before they, so. it they might look be that right? Long, yeah. How about a bit of ageing makeup? <laughs> That always goes down a treat. Hey, what about some dodgy digital aging makeup? Like, uh, oh, what are they doing Later? now? No, I had to ask about this. Is this going on? There's a film called Blood Diamond out at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently, I haven't seen it, but towards the end, uh, Jennifer Connolly is crying. Mm -hmm. Digital tears. Added. Oh, yeah. Does that go on, Danny? Oh, really? yeah, you can add those. Yeah, I think, I think, I think Brad's got digital eye kind of bags under his eyes in Babel. Wow. <laughs> That's what it looks like to me, anyway. Actors can't even be bothered growing their own eye bags now. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> pathetic. <laughs> hey, you mentioned um, now train spotting. Uh, you do something interesting. Do you do stage versions of your own films? No, there was a stage version of it, which was actually done before the film, and we went to right, see it. Right. And the guy who plays Spud in the film, fantastic yeah, yeah, actor, yeah. Ewan Bremner. Yeah, he yeah. played Renton in the stage version. Mm. And that was the only tricky thing about casting. Because right. I had to tell him, uh, really? you're not going to play Renton. Mm. You, we want you to play uh, Spud instead. He, he, was, he, he was in great. Pearl Harbor in the end, wasn't he? He popped right. up in Pearl Harbor. They all popped up in all these big yeah. movies. Like They're all in Black Hawk Down as well. That's yeah. right. Because it had such an impact. They thought, oh, we'll have a bit of that. We'll yeah. have a bit of realism in our film. And they... Yeah. Plot them and kind of too much kind of actual junky work in our American <laughs> films. What else could they do? But is, was there also a stage play of uh, Twenty Eight Days Later? Is that true? 
I don't think so. No, no I'm sure I, I read that. Not somewhere. that I know about. But if you know anything about it, let us know because there'll be royalties involved. Because that know? sounds like a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Was that the first movie to speed up zombies? They've been uh, pretty much lumbering for yeah. sixty years. No, supposedly there is a film. There is one. I think the right. crazies. I think the oh, crazies. The crazies, which isn't that a is Worthy. that a George Romero film as well? I possibly. think Romero's, Romero's connected to it. I think they sped him up a bit in that. Yeah, right. but it was it was unusual to do it. I just thought you can't do a modern zombie movie and they still lumber yeah. around. Yeah. No. yeah. And and the thing is, it kind of when George Romero went back to the game himself, it was just come on, get a move on. <laughs> <laughs> Too much lumbering, more swooping in from right of frame when you're not expecting. When you're looking left, that's what we want from a zombie film. Now, uh, hey, you think we've got dumb questions, man? Wait till you meet some of our listeners. I don't, I'm not meaning that insultingly. They no. come up with the best questions ever. Absolutely. And we're going to do that next. Do you want to subject yourself to some of that, Daddy? I'd be delighted to, yeah. Let's do that next. Get this. How did this happen? Brought to you by Travis Whelan, who's shooting his own version of Tony's rejected Twisted Tale script, as seen on the Get This website. Good luck, Travis. And don't forget the scene where Brian Brown gets shot out of a cannon and still isn't convincing. Let's get this around the nation. Yes, Danny Boyle, our guest today on uh, Get This, The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise was shot in New Zealand. You're kidding. You were thinking Japan, weren't you? That's no way. The guy, there's a guy in it who's in Sunshine. I found oh, a connection. Who's yes. in Last Samurai? The guy who plays the guy who speaks Japanese. He doesn't speak English. He's called Hiroyuki Sanada. Ah, the guy, yes. the really violent yes, guy. Yes, yes, yes. And he's our captain in Sunshine. He plays the captain of the ship. Yeah. Well, most meets uh, quite a amazing death he has yeah, you're he's giving a, away all the deaths no you've got uh, well he's I always go to movies to see death so <laughs> and now he supposedly is a massive star he's like Tom Cruise in Japan oh. and I'm going there tomorrow to Japan to, Japan. to, to, to launch the film there so oh, we'll drop fun. that name that'll go down so I know I'll be in a decent hotel yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> most right. uh, films are shot in New Zealand now I, I don't know if you're aware of that Danny pretty much anything <laughs> is that right name a film in Citizen Kane, one of ours. Really? <laughs> Arthur, Arthur Six? That, Arthur Six? They're not up to six, are they? No Retreat, No Surrender 2? <laughs> Lennon Part Six, I We're think talking to a uh, fine film director. Uh, you know him from Trainspotting and uh, 28 Days Later. Sunshine is coming out. Millions is a mm. film that Richard Marsland has just mentioned. Never seen it. Yet to ever find a person with a bad word to say about it, though. I know. It's got, you know, the Rotten Tomatoes? You know, the, the, yeah. the, yes. kind of with the reviews? It's got the highest mark ever on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not surprised. Yeah. But it's, you can't find a bad review of it. But you can't find anybody who's seen it either. Is it because when you see it at the video shop, it looks like it might be only for children, but it isn't? Is it that kind of thing? I think it's getting your head around the fact that I did a kids' movie, really, yeah. or a, fa- a warm hearted family movie. I think people just instantly oh, re- no. reject that. It's There'll like be a gag reflex. There'll be know? children <laughs> shooting up and climbing out of a toilet. We can't. Uh, movie questions now look uh, here is uh, an email we've received from a man called William Corf and he sent us the the DVD cover for a new film by Terry Gilliam called Tideland Mm. and he says you've got to check out the censorship rating I've never seen one that says this before and here's what it says contains bizarre and disturbing content including drug use sexuality and gruesome situations all involving a child and some language (laughs) that's a long one that sounds great. I was fine. I was fine till the language bit. That's where I draw the line. You know, the other stuff I'm cool with. Have you had much of that? Have you had any uh, bizarre censorship of any of your films? It's weird the way it's changed. Because when we did Train Spotting, you could not show in the cinema a needle going into skin. 
Oh, Absolutely. Right. Is that because is that because people like me that get squirmy when it comes on, or is that <laughs> in theory it was because it was showing people how to do it? Uh, but actually now, if you go to the movies, it's in every movie. Oh, it's yeah. mandatory. Puncturing skin is absolutely mandatory. Yeah. Helen Mirren all the way through the Queen, <laughs> going the horse. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's compulsory. Uh, but you know, just when we were doing the ad break, I was asking you about the sequel. There is a sequel to Twenty Eight Days Later, your zombie film called. 28 weeks later but you haven't made it and you said you'd seen it and were quite shocked I was quite shocked how violent it was yeah really? I mean it, I like violence generally <laughs> sadly oh, but yeah. this really shocked me I was like you can't possibly show that and as the producer will you be having a word to them and saying maybe tone it down guys I said that and they just looked at me blankly you know like <laughs> I didn't realise how things had moved on well let's uh, you know let's get some questions from our listeners mm. Danny are you willing to field questions about films of any kind whatsoever anybody and anything about your own films absolutely about other people's films about rumours industry mm, rumours mm. our digital tears on the increase things a- like that mm. any indiscretion welcome call now one triple three five three. that's the Divinals touching themselves here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M film director Danny Boyle is with us his new film Sunshine opens in about a month all around Australia mm. and our listeners are ready to throw questions at you Danny Comfortable? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, money oh. to them. Um, oh, 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 yes. You'll need some of them. We've got them now. Come and get Fantastic. deafened by our headphone level. Hello, Craig. How are you? <laughs> Craig. Hey, how you doing? Good, mate. You're a question for Danny? I do. Uh, I'm just saying that they're releasing 28 Days Later, the director's cut on DVD next month. Uh, I'm just wondering how different it is to the theatrical release. Oh, oh release so he wants to know if the director's cut of 28 Days Later will come out in cinemas... There's so many cuts of it, Craig. I don't know what quite's happening. The, <laughs> we, we did all these different endings, and they're kind of Fox are so kind of brilliant marketing that they put out these different versions of it. Oh, I like okay. the movie of Cluedo. <laughs> Years ago. <laughs> different cinema, different ending. No, what is coming out is there's a sequel to it coming out called 28 Weeks Later. Yeah. That will be out in May, I believe. Everywhere in the world in May. Now, I, I, I accidentally hung up on somebody who had a question <laughs> of what, what I do with it. Yeah, I probably shouldn't touch the screens. Uh, but what that's about. What's it, he's like a little plot outline of 28 weeks later. Well, it's sort of like it's set six months, obviously, 28 weeks yeah. after the uh, original film and the yeah. original infection. And the whole of the British Isles has been wiped out, and there'll be whoops of joy in Australia, <laughs> I know, <laughs> at that news. Yeah. Uh, anyway, s- six months later, the Americans arrive, as they mm-hmm. always do, to reboot the country. Oh, yeah, yeah, on yeah. a surge, one of their surges. It's <laughs> 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 to get all the franchises up and working again, you know, because. Um, get all the vampires and zombies working together. <laughs> a new zombie government. <laughs> and they set up this group. Green Zone, or the Garden of Eden, they kind of call mm-hmm, it, to mm-hmm. repopulate the country with expats who have been brought over from, right. uh, who were outside the country in the, during the original infection. And they start again. And, of course, everything goes wrong very, very quickly. So yeah. I see. And I'm predicting 28 months later yes. uh, at some point. There is a bit at the end of it where it's, there's a clearly another sequel. Hey, coming <laughs> on board. <laughs> Who's got another question for Danny yet? Hi, Matthew. How are you? Matthew? Hey, gang, yeah, really good. Your question for Danny? Yes, mate. Um, how did you get the streets deserted in London for 28 days later? <laughs> Very good question, Matthew. Um, actually, what we did is we we used a lot of cameras, so we only shot them for a few moments at a time. And what in London, you're not allowed to actually stop the traffic. You know, the police won't stop the traffic because of these yep. old ancient bylaws or whatever. But what we did is we got a lot of very beautiful young girls to stand at the street corners and to just lean into the cars (laughs) and just say and say to the drivers, excuse me, would you mind stopping? We're just making a film here for a few moments. Wow. And of course, at that time of the morning, it was like 4.30 in the morning in the summer. 
they're not wearing very much and the drivers are all male and they're delighted to stop and it worked out brilliantly and that was it and that was how we and and i i promise you that is the absolute truth that's why it was so successful it was sex all came out of sex maybe this is what the americans have got to do in baghdad more women in bikinis on street corners. Would you mind just not? Could you not set that off? All right. Could you not set that off in a crowd, please? All right, Check all right. these out. You know, that's funny because I'm from New Zealand, and years ago there was a film called The Quiet Earth with uh, Bruno Lawrence playing the last man on earth. Oh, yeah. And they got a similar, but on a much smaller scale, low budget, no one in the main street of Auckland shot. And I remember somebody saying to Jeff Murphy, the director, how did you get that shot with no one in the streets of Auckland? And he's going, oh, we just filmed it on a Sunday. <laughs> It's as simple as that. Hi, 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 Bill. How are you? Very well. How are you? Excellent, sir. You have a question for Danny? Yes, I do indeed. I was just curious as to, um, Danny, whether you could mention who may have been one of your more temperamental actors or actresses. <laughs> yeah, come on, tip a bucket. Uh, yeah. How indiscreet should I be? Um, you're miles away down here. No one would ever hear about it. Have you been on a plane with Ray Fiennes? <laughs> yeah, no, listen. I've heard these incredible rumours about Ray Fiennes, none of which have made their way to Britain. Yeah. I was completely unaware oh, of Oh, really? So this is right. There's a Qantas flight and a yeah. Qantas air stewardess. Yeah. And she lost her job, and it was a story on 60 Minutes. <laughs> the story on 60 Minutes was people have sex in airplane toilet. Oh, my God. Well, well, Ray Fiennes' PR people are clearly doing a good job for him back home because there's been no word of it at all. Is that right? Wow. Hush that up. But I notice you've got away from uh, yeah. answering the question. Sorry, Sorry Bill. Had. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ducking and weaving. Bill, no one difficult? Come on. The most difficult person I've worked with, to be absolutely honest, was Holly Hunter. I knew it. Oh, right. Are you serious? Yeah. She's a, she's that was tough. On that, Lifeless Ordinary. On Lifeless Ordinary, yeah. Right. Because that's a great action sequence with her in the in the truck yeah, when she's so chasing right. them yeah, down. I've never yeah. seen her as an action star before. Yeah, they, yeah. but the the rest of the people I've worked with, I've been very, very lucky, actually. They've been really great. Mm. Right. Holly Hunter. Mm. Who would have thought? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Is that why was was her uh, part of the film completed in claymation? I said, you remember? <laughs> what, didn't that film end in claymation? Yeah. It did, didn't it? I'm not dreaming that. It did. <laughs> that wasn't the reason. But yeah, Everyone's too temperamental. Get the plaster scene in here. Uh, who's going next? Hi, Will. How are you? Good, thanks. Um, right. I was just wondering if 28 Days Later was meant to parallel Day of the Triffids by John Wyndham. Oh. Parallel's a good word. We did steal quite large chunks of it from a number of different films, and that was one of the films that we borrowed from. It seems similar. They're all dead, though, so they couldn't sue us. You have to check that before you you take it all. Anyway, but we're... uh, What's his name? Will Smith's making uh, Legend. Is it... What's it called, the one about... Oh, yes, he is Legend. Was it Burt Lancaster was in the first one? Uh, Was it Burt Lancaster or... Is it the same one, though? Oh, I think they're remaking yeah. that, and he's on his own in Los Angeles. Oh, he's the yeah. man alone in Los Angeles. What's that? So I'm thinking it was Charlton Heston. Was I am a, legend. I am Charlton Le- legend. Yeah, uh, yeah. Charlton Heston, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, well, mm, I, I think we've all done one of those. <laughs> <laughs> we've all had a nobody. I, I've done record uh, signings, which really you could have filmed 28 <laughs> days later there. <laughs> no one to be seen. <laughs> uh, who's, have we got anyone else here? Who, uh, have we got anyone who hasn't got a question about 28 uh, days later? That's clearly a popular title out here. And do you think it's, uh, as you say, straight out racism? <laughs> <laughs> it clearly is, isn't it? They love seeing the home country <laughs> decimated and right. empty. Uh, 13353 is the number to call with a question for Danny Boyle. And uh, more in a moment on Get This. Yeah.
Yes, that's Bones uh, here at Get This. That was The Killers. Now, uh, uh, Danny Boyle is with us, the director of Sunshine, a science fiction thriller which opens on April the 12th all around Australia. He, now, apologies to the people I accidentally hung up on. Yeah, there's uh, a bit of confusion uh, at the call, end of the segment. Who calls in to speak to Danny? We have one of them back. <laughs> Hello, Guy. How are you? I'm very well, Ed. How about yourself? Oh, you're well, you know, hanging up on people by accident. So yeah, your nice question, one, your thanks. Your question for Danny? Uh, first of all, I want to give Danny props for the beach, which I think is kind of all over the place, but compulsively watch. <laughs> Nonetheless. There you go. Thanks, Guy. It did open all over the place. You're quite right there. Yes, indeed. Well done, Tony. Uh, but I, I really wanted to ask um, why Danny didn't direct Alien 4 or Alien Resurrection, which, uh, you know, probably wouldn't have been better than the pants job that the guy who directed Emily ended up making. Ooh, right. Um, no, I was involved with it for a while, actually. It was an amazing script written by Josh Whedon, the guy who did Buffy, mm. the guy who invented Buffy and then reinvented it for television. And it was much more like the first film. It was very psychological. It was about cloning. Right. It was about Ripley not being the original Ripley and thinking what it is to... It was like inside a clone, what it is to be a clone. Yeah. And, of course, the, the studio wanted it to be like Aliens. Right. The second yeah, movie, yeah, like yeah. more an action movie. Yes. But, um, and I just backed out because I couldn't handle all the special effects. I just thought I'd just get crushed in this. So and, I you backed know, out of it. Lindsay Lohan is Ripley. I just wasn't seeing that. <laughs> uh, a film that uh, I've read various uh, things about guy. Alien Love Triangle mm. what was that a film where there was meant to be three shorts making a, a film and yeah it was like what they call a portmanteau film yes and the other guys who made their ones one was Guillermo del Toro and he oh, made yes. he made Mimic and yeah. then he oh, yeah. elongated it into a full length film which was released as Mimic mm. but we left ours as 25 minutes long because we're stubborn and difficult and, and, <laughs> and of course it's never been released yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it has got an amazing cast it's got Ken Branner in it mm. and it's got Heather Graham who's uh, Roller Girl yes. from, from Boogie Nights yes. and it's got Courtney Cox and mm. Courtney Cox plays a male alien in it who is married Male to alien. Heather, Yeah, and she's married to Heather work, Graham. There's got to be some makeup work going on there. <laughs> Come on, some Trans America style makeup work in that one. <laughs> there is in Heather Graham's case, yes. All right. So all the film is lacking is another 50 minutes is yeah. what you're saying if you can think of another 50 minutes to go with it you'll get a lot of funding yeah. I, I mentioned a film at the top of the hour and sorry if it sounds like we're not promoting Sunshine enough which is a great film that opens on the 12th of April but just while you're here uh, vacuuming completely nude in paradise what the hell is that why have I never heard of that film it's, we made a couple of little films for television. We made two for the price of one. You know, like hey. you get in a supermarket. Yeah, well done. And, um, and they were very small and very, very funny. T Tim Spall's in it, and um, he's hilarious in it, playing this vacuum cleaner salesman who tours <laughs> northern England trying to flog vacuums to people. Well, there you go. I'm sure that one will be uh, vacuuming <laughs> completely nude in paradise. Again, there'll be another one of those. No, Every film you're making needs a sequel. No um, no studio picked that up, surprisingly <laughs> enough. Vacuuming completely in the nude Down Under. We get a bit of that <laughs> on the buses style. Uh, but the, set, the special effects, because I, when I went and saw Sunshine, the screening I saw, I was the only one there. Uh, which was great because it was like my own. I should point out that wasn't because it was open to <laughs> no, the public. No, 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 no. It was like something that you two were meant to come to, and you decided to go with the one, the yeah. most recent one. Mm -hmm. So it was just me just hanging out, you know, chatting to myself and inserting some dialogue where I saw fit. Uh, <laughs> but the special effects are amazing. And then I went on and had a had a read of the blog. I was like, wow, how do they do the sunshine? It's going to be like the most incredible bit of technology in the world. And it says here it's a bit of reflective metal, a fan, and a light. Is, is that what it says? Yeah, oh, yeah on yeah. your own blog. It was yeah. a bit more complicated than that. <laughs> that's I'm what afraid. I thought. <laughs> yeah. See, that's just just trying to pose as down to earth yeah. filmmakers, you know. Oh yeah. It actually took a year to create those special effects. Really? It took a year. You have to wait for the special effects to arrive. It is absolutely incredible. 
just kind of trying not to damage the film by just waiting for this CG to arrive. If. What do you mean to arrive? Well, it's like, I always say it's like a snail setting off from Perth and you have to wait in <laughs> Melbourne for it to arrive. I mean, it's literally, you cannot rush it. You'll just damage it if you, if you try and speed it up. Wow. And they just build and build these ones and zeros into these amazing images. It's mm. extra extraordinary what they can do now. This show is like a snail travelling from Perth most days. <laughs> and we do like to tell people, don't worry, it's building to something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> something big. Uh, we'll be back to wind up the show in just a moment. I'll get this. That's enough entertaining for one programme. Robbie Williams. Uh, it's Get This Around the Nation. Time to wind up. Time to go in music, please, if you could, Mr. Marsland. Danny Boyle, thank you for sitting yeah, in for the whole so hour. Much. Oh, no, it's been great. Thanks, guys. We've got so many more things to talk about. And and Sunshine, your, uh, the best film you will ever see about someone trying to fire a bomb into the sun, <laughs> opens on April the 12th all across Australia. And uh, it seems that there's... Well, more information about your film than you're even aware of on the internet. What have you found here? Uh, Danny, you're, they're selling the costumes and the props and the sets. What? Yeah, there's an eBay. <laughs> <laughs> there's only like eight uh, characters in the film. How many costumes can there be? Well, lots, because the, the, the space suits, the, the golden space suits, yeah. they're up for sale uh, in about a month's time on eBay. Some of the, <laughs> some of the spaceship, your direct, your chair, your, actually your, your, your fee uh, as director, and your, one of your the credits. They've uh, added the phrase Stella McCartney to all the space suits. <laughs> they're going for a lot more now. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much. And all the best with uh, whatever's coming up next and Mr. Marsland you can choose it what was our key phrase today oh I think it was what third act of short bus does that sound like <laughs> no, enough about that and we'll be back tomorrow with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost from Hot Fuzz mm -hmm. and it's all thanks to as yet nobody Yes, I know, but uh, I will take an interest in that moth.